Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Joe obviously is the kind of guy who's like working on stuff. Right? Sure. What are you seeing? I uh, saw it better as he went today. Second inning really crisp. Stuff was late. Um, started to get into a rhythm. You know, pitching's rhythm. You know, getting the momentum, getting out there. So got through the first inning. Went out the second inning. Started to see more of uh, the you know real Joe Musgrove. And understandably, right? I mean, you know, it's his third inning in several, several months. So it was a really good sign. What did you think of King? Really liked King a lot. Um, I loved his pace. I loved his body language. I loved his presence. Um, nothing was rushed, but he was clearly in control. And the stuff was really good. Everything in the plate, change up good. That ball had a life to it. That was a really good outing for, for Michael. Knowing that he has, like, this is the first time he's definitively a starter coming into right. camp. Like, have you noticed kind of him really taking to that? Oh, completely. I wouldn't know that he hadn't been. I mean, you know, going back to, I'm sure, his Boston College days and his minor league days, he started. But, no, he's going about his business as a complete starter and expecting to come in and be a really big force for us in the top of the rotation. Sorry about that. I, I forgot how to run the board in the two days that I was gone, Chris. Yeah. Are we on the air? Or... We are on the air. Is yes. this working? Yes. This Is, is this thing on? Yes, <laughs> it is. Yeah, that was Mike Schilt there, and uh, hopefully you heard him. Uh, he was talking about uh, Joe Musgrove, and thumbs up for Joe Musgrove uh, from Mike Schilt. So that's good in the wake of what you're looking at in a box score, which says an inning and two-thirds, three hits, four runs, a walk, a home run allowed. Second straight uh, spring spring training start for Musgrove in which he allowed four runs in the top of the first inning. He did not finish the first inning, then came out and pitched a little better in the second inning, and that was what Mike Schultz was referring to there. Michael King did look sharp. Two innings, one hit, one strikeout for King. Robbie Snelling pitched a shutout inning today as well. But alas, the Padres fell to the Cleveland Guardians 7-4. to Hitting stars for the Padres today included Ethan Salas, who had his first two hits of the spring, a double and a single. Uh, Cal Mitchell, uh, the local product from Rancho Bernardo High School, homered for the Padres today and uh, knocked in another run with a sacrifice fly. But uh, alas, the Padres fall to 1-4. and four. In spring training play, welcome back to Gwen and Chris, Crisello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Mr. Scraby. 5.03 is the time. Uh, not really a lot in the way of newsworthy items today. I think the most newsworthy one was the fact that the Dodgers signed Kike Hernandez back. Uh, I bring that up because uh, his name had been linked to uh, the Padres. Uh, Kike, Hernan- Kike Hernandez had. And... Um, you know, not that the Padres couldn't use a super utility guy right about yeah. now. Yes, I know. Who can hit. Yeah. The one thing the Padres don't want, though, is another right-handed hitter. We keep hearing about this. They have so all right-handed hitters. Kike Hernandez is right-handed. So maybe that's the thing that held the Padres up. 
Or maybe Kike Hernandez just wanted to go back to the Dodgers. Dodgers traded Manuel Margot today. They never really had him. Yeah. They got him in the uh when they when they brought over uh Glass now, right? Glass now, yes. Tyler Glass right. now. Uh Margot came over as well, but no Margot never played for the Dodgers. He's going to the Minnesota Twins now. I thought AJ Casavell had an interesting write up on Jacob Marcy, the young outfielder for the Padres. Uh here's what AJ Casavell, our friend from uh MLB.com said or wrote. Uh, Marcy is a left lefty hitting outfielder. And the Padres need lefty hitters. That's what we just talked about. And they also need outfielders. So it stands to reason that the reigning Arizona Fall League MVP and the team's number 13 ranked prospect would have a chance to win a roster spot. Among the numerous candidates for playing time in the outfield, Marcy is one of only a handful capable of playing center field. Padres are still looking to add to their outfield mix, either via trade or free agency. But for now, the righty hitting Jose Azokar is the only center fielder on the 40-man roster. A.J. Casavell finishes by saying a platoon between Azokar and Marcy seems possible. That would be quite the leap, right, if Jacob Marcy like started at opening day in center field. because the Dodgers have a right-handed pitcher on the mound, and he's platooning with Jose Azokar. I guess stranger things have happened, Tony. What are your thoughts on Jacob Marcy so far? And can can somebody that young, and, I mean, this is it's impressive to win Arizona Fall League MVP, but is that enough to make us feel like he could make it all the way? Um, no, that's not, not in itself is not enough. Certainly not. But, right. um, he's looked, he's looked good in camp so far. Uh, got, he's got some knocks. He's, he's done some things at the plate. Uh, I think, you know, AJ is, is writing that story based on the fact of what's there now. I believe they're trying to make something happen in the outfield for sure. In terms of, uh, whether it be via trade, uh, or via free agency, um, I think there are more than a few moves out there that they they could make if when they feel ready to make it. I think they want to see what Jacob Marcy can do. Remember, every time that he steps out there, you know that staff is trying to you know envision him in the big leagues, doing it at the big league level, and they got some pretty, especially Mike uh, Schilt. He, he's they got some good evaluators in terms of whether he can he'll be able to do it. Um, I think it's obviously too early right now. What AJ wrote, wrote about, I think, is spot on. He has a, he has a chance based on the roster right now. I tend to believe that the roster is not going to stay like this the entire camp. Yeah, I don't I don't see it. I, I can't imagine opening day in Korea and a right-handed pitcher on the mound for the Dodgers. Jacob Marcy's in center field. Yeah. If that happens, wow. Actually, if that happens, it would mean that he's just so good they can't uh, that's, keep him down. That, that so maybe is ex- that actually would be a good thing. That's exactly if that happened, right. Right? He'd be like, that, "This guy's too good. We have to put him in." That's exactly right. So. You only make a move like that if the kid is making it obvious yeah. that he should. Almost in the way that Toddy did when he came up that one spring. Like the second time, the second year he was up. That might have been the first year. I can't remember. But 
it was obvious. And that's when you start getting guys like walking into the 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 GM's office like, hey, this dude doesn't belong to go down. Doesn't doesn't deserve right. to go down. He didn't needs Manny, to be here with us. Didn't Manny famously walk in and say this guy's got to be playing. It was it was Hosmer yeah. and Manny that yeah, walked right. in Hosmer. at the time. Yes, but you know what? Poor Hosmer. He'll never get credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys still know the Padres are paying him? <laughs> we understand that. We went through this all last week. I know. I Poor know. Hosmer. Guy announces his retirement, and you know people are throwing parties in the streets at. Uh, in Balboa Park. <laughs> in Poor the Hosmer. streets of Balboa Park. You can't get away with it. Uh, Marcy, at least, he's 22 years old, so he's a little older than um, Jackson Merrill. But what about Jackson Merrill? Fernando, as long as this quote, I, I am so confused with the quotes these days that are floating around, but as long as this quote is correct, Fernando said that Jackson Merrill, he's seen enough and he should be on the big league team. Well. Okay. Uh, manager Fernando Tatis Jr. says so. <laughs> but that's the same thing, isn't it, as someone walking to A.J. Preller's office? No, and being because, like... I mean, listen, I, I think, obviously, uh, Tati spent time with, with Jackson. But the difference was it wasn't like three games in the camp that Haas and Ben Manny walked into the office. There was some time that it was like, okay, yeah, this dude, this is, this is the real deal. And then they walked in. Um, so, you know, I think there's a little more. When they walked in, we all would have walked in. Like, <laughs> right. I think we were already talking about right. it, right? We were all looking at this going, you know, Fernando looks like we got to, you know, he's ready. Uh, Shohei Otani's ready. He's going to make his Dodger spring training debut tomorrow against the White Sox. Uh, the game is at Camelback Ranch in Glendale. If you're looking to avoid a traffic jam, that would be the place to avoid. I imagine the entire world will want to descend on the ballpark there at Camelback Ranch. The White Sox and Dodgers share that facility, so uh, they're playing each other. Otani will be the designated hitter. His first game action since undergoing the reconstructive elbow surgery in September. Uh, also his first game action since signing Ten years, seven hundred million dollars. What's the AAV on that, Chris? Annual average <laughs> AAV. I well, haven't we, forgotten about that. We had a big problem week. with yes. that. But, uh, I, this answer I can give you because seven hundred divided by ten would give you seventy. So mm. that one I can do. Uh, Otani and uh, Yamamoto is also due to make his spring debut uh, sometime this week for the. That would be Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Yes. Yoshi to his friends. He will be making <laughs> Is Yoshi. it really? I don't know, but that would make Yoshi sense. Yoshi to his friends. Oh, I was going to say, because I've been playing a lot of Mario Party lately, <laughs> and Yoshi is the best character. So, Well, he's uh, scheduled to make his first start on Wednesday, again, or his first appearance. I don't know whether he'll be starting. Uh, but he will be uh, taking on the Texas Rangers, and he will be, uh, apparently, this note in, Yamamoto will wear a custom-made glove on Wednesday, which will feature the Japanese flag on the outside of the webbing. Okay. Interesting. All right. right. There you go. All right. Dodgers. Thanks uh, for that, Chris. You're welcome. His pants will be see-through, but his glove will be clear. So that's good to know. Uh, Brandon Crawford, the former giant veteran uh, shortstop, 37 years of age, will uh, be uh, is signing a uh, deal with the St. Louis Cardinals. So Jeff Passan broke that story today. 
Yowzers. Yeah, Crawford's going to likely compete for a backup infield spot behind the rookie shortstop Mason Wynn. Uh, any of you guys surprised? No tags for these uh, running backs? I mean, Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, uh, what's the big man, um, Henry. Nobody got tagged. Derek They're Henry. All, all free agents. I'm not surprised because nobody cares about running backs anymore. Yeah, do they? I guess so. Well, I, some I thought team, we started three, to see that, that last couple of years where running back sister, I mean, Barkley couldn't get any money last year. Yeah, I thought, I thought outside of Barkley, the other two would be a little different, but apparently not. I mean, Christian McCaffrey was like the was he not the only thousand yard rusher in football this year? I don't think the only, but he, he led the league in rushing. I know he led the league in rushing. Let me go look. But look it up. I, I I don't know that there was any thousand yard rushers, and I mean nobody cared. No, that's not true. Derrick Henry had eleven hundred. So and Kyron Williams of the Rams. Oh yeah, boy, was oh, that a right. fortunate. Fantasy guess, pickup. Guess by somebody. who my fantasy keeper is? <laughs> That's Thank why you won. You got moves like that, but you just lucked you up. You drafted on. him. I drafted him in like the fourteenth round or something like that. Oh, wow. there's a keeper, You're a genius. And guess what? I am not allowed to keep Jamar Chase anymore in the eighth round. So I just found I, it's a no-brainer. Oh, wow. For me. No brainer. Champ, triple champ is here. <laughs> triple, and you know what? I got Chris signed up for the fan. He's Why did his, I bring it up? He's hitting Why? his he's hitting his head against the microphone. Why? I got Chris signed up so in the dumb. fantasy baseball you didn't league. Sign me up for anything. I sent you the link. You're gonna sign up and send me a link. That's the best you did. <laughs> you know you know what my uh, you know what my team name in that league is, Chris. You can't miss it. Champ is here. Okay. Champ is here. Well, why That's tell, a great why name. Why don't you tell Tony what they named the league? I didn't name it this, but it's Scraby's Kingdom is the league name. <laughs> I did not name it that. And Tony, do you even for a half a second think I'm going to spend any time in a league called Scraby's Kingdom? All I know, all I know, Chris, coming. is I need you to spend some time here so you can win it, and it could be Chris's kingdom. <laughs> and, have, and it's all his friends with your kingdom. That'd I be will great. say this, Chris. If you win the league, it will... It will probably be the best thing that's ever happened for for you because I will have to shut up forever about my fantasy baseball win. No, you won't. Nothing will shut you up about any of these fantasy wins. <laughs> You're going to bring them up for the rest of time. I'm sorry. There's no spots left in the league. I'm getting questions on the chat. Uh, I I didn't I didn't actually start the league. I just joined up very hesitantly last year. By the way, so. Yeah, yeah. Huh. just and still you, won it. Yeah, I can, the champ is here. Yeah, I, I champ can, is here. I can win even when I kind of hesitantly join a league. Well, that's I'm right. So I mean, good. when you have Ronald Acuna <laughs> Jr. and you have uh, guys like Garrett Cole, thing Michael King, I, I I remembered was one of my guys at the end of the year. I pulled up and was able to help me win a championship. So I got to thank him for that. Next time I see him, it's a beautiful thing. It's beautiful, a beautiful, stupid thing. segment of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I bring that up. All right, do you guys want to hear from Jake Cronenworth next segment? I don't know. Is he on your fantasy team? He was if not. if he is, I don't want to hear from and, him. And I'm sorry to Jake, but I'm happy last year was not the year I had him on my team because I, cause he got hurt. There you go. All right. Do you guys Traffic want to hear from him? first, Morgan <laughs> and Chris after. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Pay attention. 
always pay attention, especially now. Uh, we're going to be giving away two tickets to see the Aztecs basketball, 20th ranked in the nation. Rankings came out today. Aztecs dropped one spot from 19 down to 20. They'll be hosting the San Jose State Spartans tomorrow night at Viejas Arena. Tickets are on sale now at GoAztecs.com. Give you a chance to win those in just a few minutes. If you call in now, you're going to be wasting yours and, more importantly, Scraby's time. Uh, you do not want to be the subject of one of his rants in the Daily Gripe, which comes up. During the Scraby Chronicles. Thank you, Chris. Which follow this program today. I have lots of gripes today. I know you do. You have a whole show's worth. I, I think you should just go, hi, welcome to the show. Gripe. And start griping. <laughs> That's, I think that would be perfect, actually. Start griping. Don't, don't have any, like, segue into it. Just Don't wait around. Hi, I'm Matt Scraby. Boom. Boom! Here we go. That's how that's how my day started with him. I will say he didn't yes, even say. True. I don't even think you said hello to me. He just started right in. No, I did. These Chris, people yeah. at the airport. It's true. It's true. It's very true. Right in. I I, I uh, someone said that I I'm entitled myself a couple weeks ago because I have all these issues with people, and I don't see it that way. I see it as. I know that I'm crazy and I'm neurotic, so I don't go and say anything. I just sit there in my chair or stand there See, and just judge. With the, yeah, with the, what I think people need to understand is why Scraby's not entitled is because he doesn't actually make these gripes to people. He <laughs> saves them for yeah. us, and then we talk about them here. Because yeah. you know what? That's how it used to work before social media. You did, You couldn't go on this site and be like, hey – I feel this way, this way, and this way. You used to have to like wait, talk to your your friends, your your circle of friends, and you kind of complain about it there, and then you move on to the next thing. Now, everything that you see, you can complain, and the masses get to hear about it and get to chime in on it, and it's just like great. <laughs> I think that if was you a have great a great rant right there, that was really <laughs> that good. was daily gripe worthy right there. I hope, I honestly hope that the stupid lady who carried her bag tried to carry her bag on the plane after she was told there was no room for luggage. I hope that dumb lady is listening to this program right now. She might you, be. It was in San Diego that she was getting on the plane. That's right. I hope she's a big fan of this show, but we don't want you anymore if you were. You know, it's I can't just... stand entitled people like you, ma'am. It's true. It's true. Can't stand it's true. it. It's true. And it's also like Chris said, the people on Southwest that come up to you and go, well, hey, uh, are you B24, 23? <laughs> oh, I'm 22. I'm going to step right in front of you. It's like, okay, I get it. You're 22, but you don't need to just come up and cut me in line like Yeah, no, this. they do. They do. That's a, they got the number. They're supposed How to be How about the lady who works at Southwest Airlines who says, line up in numerical order and i want it perfectly in order like are you kidding lady we're gonna sit here and arrange ourselves in perfect order for you please well i mean it's pretty simple you have a number on your ticket i get it but we're all lined up you're not going to get one through 30 in the exact order hey, hey i got up early enough to get the a15 you want to be, be 15th person yes. on yes you also paid for A15, I yeah, think. I at think this they point. pay extra for that. I, 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 may, I, I may have judged too soon yesterday because I was on the plane and there was an older woman who could not get her bag into the thing up top. And I, I was Did like, you help? I was like eight people back, so I couldn't help. But, uh, but I, apparently nobody helped and she was just well, stuck the there. The people around her couldn't help because they were of small stature as well. So it was, just, it, it was just like a bunch of mishap. But uh, <laughs> I, I, so I tweeted, if you can't 
if you don't have the strength or you can't put your bag up top, you should not be able to bring your bag on the plane. And I got some pushback on that because some people just aren't tall enough, but they are strong yeah. enough. I will help yeah. you. Just stop. Well, Scraby, unfortunately, people. there aren't a lot of nice people like yourself that are willing to help. Uh, I, I see this often. That's when unbelievable I do. that you wouldn't help. Honestly, you're walking by the ladies yeah, like come on. holding a bag over her head, about to fall down in the aisle, and, she's, and you and, can't and, lend a hand. And and you know it's not Please. like she she's going to attempt it. But most of the time, at least in my experience, they're kind of looking like, come on, somebody. Somebody get yes. up and like help they're me. They're giving not, that look. They're not going to ask. So just get up and help the, the 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 sweet lady and get her bag up there. Come on, man. C twenty wrote on the chat. You have a gripe with people having gripes with your gripes. <laughs> he was very well explained, right there. Speaking have, I have of one, short, I have one more. I have one more airport gripe. Yes, one let's more. Do it. One more plane travel gripe. Get it in. There's, this is this one irks the hell out of me. The hurry, the hurry up and wait crew. Like if you're oh. behind me. If you're if you're three rows behind me, I shouldn't see you like unless you're late for a flight. I'm willing to give that one a pass. Other than that, I shouldn't see you moving beyond me to get off the same plane that I'm getting off of. Oh, that's very true. Like the people that, that jump over seats like that... just to stand there for like 30 minutes. <laughs> just to the hurry up and wait crew. That's and what I call and, them. And don't even get me started on the people who bring their bags on the plane. They can't find a spot near their seat, so they go all the way to the back. They take our spots in the back, and then they have to go back upstream <laughs> to their seats. Back upstream. I hit my head on one of the overhead bins because this woman put Push me out of the way. And believe me, if I if I was in a different spot in my life, there may have been some, some me pushing her or yelling at her. But I, 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 it's just crazy. He said upstream. That's hilarious. Someone on the chat did work for Southwest for six years. They say they are all passive aggressive, which is very true. Super passive aggressive. Yes. Anyway. I see what – but by the way, at this point, I don't care how uh, flight attendants act because – they had to endure quite a bit during uh, 2020 mm. and 2021. Yes. Yeah, but those aren't flight attendants. The lady standing out there in the... Uh, the ticket agent? In the terminal. The ticket agent. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. The ticket yeah. agents, they can... No, they I can... definitely I, I definitely give uh, give uh, give my love to uh, flight I attendants. I promise this is the wor- last one for you guys, and then I have more. But the, the people, whenever they are, we're up in the air and we're clearly not supposed to get up and someone comes on and says, we're, we've just passed 10,000 feet. You could use your cell phone now, but just don't make sure you don't leave your seat. And then someone immediately pulls off their seatbelt, gets up and goes running to the back of the plane every single time. I don't get it because you got to use the uh, potty. I, I understand that. You've but been you, holding you, you, it. you wait for the moment where they're done on the loudspeaker to saying, please don't get up. And then you immediately I get can't up. believe that bothers you. You're How now, does that not bother you? You're allowed everything to get bothers up. Scraby, though. They're, they give you the announcement that you can. Now you've been holding on because you got to use the the little boys' room, and then they they make the announcement that it's okay, so you get up and go with that one. Yeah, Scraby, that was a little. That far, doesn't find that was that yeah. was a little far, far, man. That is not far. Reaching. That one went a little too far, Scraby. Oh, You're here's the, here's some Southwest stories. I love this. I worked a flight in San Diego where a lady was punched in the face landing in San Diego, and that caused the national alcohol ban on flights. <laughs> Punched in the face. <laughs> what? During COVID, apparently, this this person is saying when they work for Southwest. That is insane. People are just insane. Anyway. I would have punched that lady in the face today with her bag going down the <laughs> runway. <laughs> you probably should. I'd be willing to take loud. one for the team on that one. That's how mad that one made me. All right, you were supposed to hear from Jake Cronenworth yeah, yeah, in that yeah, segment, yeah. but instead. 
You heard from from us. Uh, All right, I got a quick trivia question. Chris is right. That's what the chat is saying. Like, don't cross Chris in their line. Well, not not doing that. Uh, All right, 833-288-0973. Don't call in until I read the question. But the first person with the correct answer will get two tickets to tomorrow night's San Diego State game against San Jose State. What multiple-time all-star for the Padres played college baseball at San Jose State. What multiple-time all-star for the Padres played his baseball at San Jose State? If you know that, dial in 833-288-0973. You'll see San Jose State and the Aztecs tomorrow night. First, a break. 637 here in the desert, 537 out in Dago. We didn't get to the uh, Jay Cronenworth uh, conversation, so uh, we'll take some time right now to do that. Um, Jake, Before that, uh, Tony, oh, sorry, oh, I wanted to give the answer to uh, oh, sorry, today's I question. Oh, totally forgot about that. Yeah, we had a winner call in. It was uh, Bana. Bana. Very good, Bana. Yeah. Uh, he knew that. Uh, did you know that one, by the way, Tony? The San former, Jose State? San Jose State Padre. I couldn't think of it. Ken Caminiti. Oh, he was a, a Spartan. He was a Spartan, <laughs> yes. I honestly didn't think San Jose State was that old. or I thought it was newer than that. I didn't know. What, they, the school? Yeah, I didn't no, know. No, it's been around for 100 years or I've so. I've never really heard of them until. San Jose State? Yeah, until yeah, like I mean, 15 the, years the inter- ago. The, yeah, you're not alone in there. I mean, there was a long period of time where I only thought schools existed for the sports that they had played <laughs> for. So uh, I, I feel you. I, I later found out that that actually wasn't the case. It was the opposite way. You know? Right. So, they're you actually all about education. <laughs> <laughs> As a youngster, I was like, hey, who, who's this school right here? What kind of team do they have? Yeah, they don't have a team. You're not a school. <laughs> can't be. No doubt about it. Uh, let's get to some of the Jake conversations. He joined our good fellas in the morning. Well, they probably had a they who had a rough night the night before, uh, but he was asked about his off season and, and how it went. Yeah, it was good. I mean, first thing I kind of took care of was getting the wrist all healed up yeah. and all that, and um, you know that was good. But um, yeah, I mean, just going into the off season, um, you know, I'd had three previous good years and. I kind of had gone into each of those off seasons, doing the th- same things I had always done because it was working. That's what you do. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things when something works, if it if it works, don't don't fix, fix it. it. Yeah, it's the same thing. And you know, I kind of went to this off season and you know really kind of broke everything down, looking at you know swing, what can I do better, what can I do better in the weight room, what can I do better on the field, you know, offensively, defensively. I mean, just from, like, a mindset approach, like, mechanically and, like, how I breathe. Um, things that I looked at and, and just making yourself open to new ideas and, like, shoot, we have two and a half, three months to really try a lot of different things. And, you know, <clears throat> like Sam said, I made myself vulnerable in those situations to learn and, um, you know, pick the things that really work for me. Yeah, no, Jake seemingly has worked pretty hard in the off season. Um, and, and, you know, getting yourself ready and, and being an honest evaluator uh, becomes important. Now, you know, Jake said that he, he decided to make, you know, some changes this year um, because he had felt like the three previous years had been successful years. Uh, and this is where 
really having to dig down and be honest with yourself kind of comes into play, right? Because if you look at his numbers, each year they declined in pretty much every category, maybe with the exception of RBIs. He went up um, the first three years. Remember, his first season was the COVID season, so he, he only had um, you know so many at-bats uh, and so many chances. So he went up in RBIs each of the year, but in runs and uh, hits and in average, he declined. And so there there may have been some signs in there earlier, but he decided to address them so far so good in terms of uh, in terms of what he's shown this off in terms of offense in this spring training, Chris. It doesn't surprise anybody that Jay Cronenworth would work really, really hard to, you know, put last year behind him. Right. I yeah. mean, this is this is we love Jake because first, he's a good dude. Secondly, because he represents us probably as well as any player could on the Padres. Yep. It's difficult for us to put ourselves in the stratosphere of a Manny Machado sometimes or a, a Bogarts or Soto last year, some of these guys. Um, but Jake Cronenworth seems like one of us. He makes more money than us, but he seems like <laughs> one of us. And we like it because we're not surprised that you know he's going to go out and do whatever he, he has to to make sure this year isn't a repeat of last year. Yeah. So much so that I'm going to call him or send him a text. I don't have his numbers. Who am I kidding? I love when guys make it sound. I'm going to call him. I don't have his number. Uh, but Tony probably does. Maybe he could give it to me. I'm going to ask him for the breathing help. I need work on the breathing. Yeah. Uh, the, Since he's got, I, evidently got some tips, I need, I need to get those. I, I told you guys baseball is humbling. It's so humbling that it will have you looking into right. how you breathe. Like <laughs> breathe. that, And he's not alone in that. I mean, there was a time, I think it was maybe 2012, these mouthpieces came out that you saw everybody hitting with, and it was the, it was the craze. Everybody swore up and down that it unlocked some type of breathing that allowed you to maximize. <laughs> you don't see them anymore. They lasted about like two years. A couple guys still wear these mouthpieces. But, you know, this is the type of things, this is how humbling this game can be. Have you turning over all kinds of rocks. How about, but, the, uh, how about the nose strip that uh, the nose strip was for the long time? Yeah, That's Jerry another Rice. one. Yeah, Jerry <laughs> Rice was right. a big the, one on the, that. The nose strip was the craze at one point. So there's, that there's always – did it. it I don't know. I never tried it, so I can't can't speak on it either way. It's just a piece of tape to hold your nose open. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, what kind of tape is this that is allowing your airways Come to... Come on, man. Jerry Rice wore it. I mean, every I receiver in the world tried it after I that. I, I want know. to know whoever, whoever the makers, Whoever the makers were of that nose strip, boy, they were so happy when he put it on. <laughs> everybody was going to believe it at that point. Jake was asked, you know, about these... Uh, fixes and, and how they are making him feel in the box right now. It's just, you know, I had a really good spring last year, but I also had not great hitting mechanics last year in spring training. Um, so it's kind of, I mean, a lot of that was because I was on time last year and, you know, I was hitting well. So it was the, it was the confidence piece, you know, you're kind of your mindset. Um, this year, you know, I feel really good. I feel like very strong, stable in the batter's box like ready to go and now it's just just like everybody else in the clubhouse it's just getting our timing back you know seeing sliders at 93 and 100 mile an hour fastballs isn't the easiest thing to get back on time for yeah seeing sliders at 93 like ho-hum there was a time where that was seeing sliders at like 88 and that was like a big deal now seeing sliders at 93 is 
is like a real thing. How is so, it Jake, that everybody else throw everybody throws seven miles per hour faster now? How did that all happen, Tony? I mean, like Athens, from when your dad played to when you played, the the velocity just went up. Yeah, I, I, I just think it. there. I just think there are more guys now. You know, there was there was occasional like you had like a Rob Dibble, of uh, Randy Myers. I'm thinking of all these guys who threw hard, right? Um, now they're every team has the whole roster might be full of guys like that. I mean, there are just more guys that are tapping into it and know how to do it and know how to do it consistently. It's definitely uh, not an easy league to hit. All right. Uh, we had Bryce Miller earlier today. He joined us to talk a little bit about what he's seen from the Padres before we get to him. Here's a little traffic. You're out here early in camp, and I'm sure as, as you've become the uh, known the San Diego fan base pretty well, there's a little bit of, um, let's say, uh, uneasiness over the first few games. Obviously, Padres haven't been able to uh, get too many wins. I mean, what's been what's been your take on at least the vibe around camp here in the early going? You know, it's just um, one of the things I wrote when I first got there is just talking to a lot of you know, more veteran guys about how different it feels this spring versus last spring. I mean, when I wrote about it last year, Mike Schilt kind of came up with the phrase baseball Beatles. You know, it had that feel. They they brought it, you know, here comes Juan Soto and Xander Bogarts and the lineup they already had. And um, it just it, it just felt like a lot. Um, and this spring, Joe Musgrove told me, it's it, you can kind of – you hate to admit that it was tough to focus on baseball last year, but it's easier to do it now. It feels like a more – normal camp um you know i think what mike schilt is doing the response from players has been positive i think they feel uh good about and the the other thing jake cronenworth had mentioned to me is uh you know last year you had the wbc and and the padres had so many players that were on wbc teams they never really felt like they got together and had any cohesion until till march and then you're a couple weeks from the season um, so for a lot of reasons, it definitely feels different. But I think the other question mark is all the holes. You know, is this what the outfield is going to look like? Um, is there another starting pitcher in their future? Is there a deal coming? There's just, you know, left-handed bat. Uh, there's there's a lot of work to do, it seems like, unless the Padres are truly going to rely on young guys to you know, carry a lot of the water. And, and so there might be a little bit of apprehension about that. And and maybe that first inning against the Dodgers might have shook a few people off. But it, <laughs> it, it was uh, – I know I mentioned in there that uh, Fernando interview went on so long, they, they finally had to cut it off, and there was still only one out in the inning at that point. And I know the guy said, <laughs> the guy guy. said on ESPN, this interview was longer than Ben-Hur. And so it was yeah, like – yeah, so it was kind of an inauspicious start, but it's the spring. You're just you're more worried about you don't want guys getting hurt. I mean, that's one of the right. big things as as they're getting comfortable in roles. You you want to get out of the spring healthy, and uh, you know for the most part, so far they have. One thing I've noticed in baseball recently is that young players seem to be more ready than ever before, Bryce. And and, and I'm I think that we better hope that that's the case as it sits with the Padres right now, because otherwise, unless they make a move uh, or a trade or something that we don't expect, 
you know, it's going to be Jackson Merrill. It's going to be Jacob Marcy. It's going to be young guys like this, a Zokar who's never really been an everyday starter. Uh, you know, these guys are going to have to fit in and fill in. Um, you know, what is the talk around the Padres in terms of, you know, how much they really believe in these young guys, um, you know, to be able to, you know, do enough to warrant, you know, starting spots in the big leagues? Yeah, that's a huge question with this team. And, and Jackson Merrill is front and center in terms of that question in a broader way. Um I think we're seeing him start to hit a little bit. He didn't seem to overmatch defensively. Um, you know, in that first game, made a terrific play on a low, you know, top spin liner from Mookie Betts. And, um, you know, he played a ball in the sun off the wall, you know, at the wall really well. Uh, so athletically, can he overcome the inexperience? I mean, early on he has been. And if he hits, uh, but the thing I think that's been really surprising with him in particular is just kind of the confidence he has when he talks about it. Um, you know, we talked to him after a game, and, and I saw Kevin Acey had some quotes. Uh, Might have been yesterday. Uh, he just he does not seem like he lacks in the confidence department. And for a guy that's that young, he's 20 years old. For a guy that young, you don't want him going out there. And in, a, in addition to battling, you know, kind of big league demons, also battling like the mental ones as well. And it seems early on that, uh, you know, he can handle that. Well, you know, we'll see. It's a long season. He hasn't, he hasn't played at this level. But uh, early on, the results are pretty good. And he, he's the main conversation when you talk about young guys uh, who might contribute. Yeah, I mean, he is, if we're being honest, he, he's the only one really close enough. There's nobody really with a ton right. of experience above double-A or at double-A aside from uh, Jackson, but he has shown a, a, an ability to, to adapt, at least so far. Bryce Miller joins us here from the Union Tribune. And Bryce, you know, the, the other question, I don't know if it's a question mark, but uh, inexperience is in this rotation, right? Uh, you mentioned right. uh, possible moves or, you know, or, or maybe not having any. That would leave guys like Vasquez yesterday, Burrito. Uh, we Burrito, saw Michael yeah. King who looked great again today. Um, I, I mean, this is it's it's this is a, a kind of a, one of those spots where the Padres need those young guys to actually produce here if they are in the rotation. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I thought it was a really interesting story that Kevin Acey, my colleague at the UT, wrote the other day, talking to King about how he argued with pitching coach Ruben Niebla that you know Ruben was talking about ramping him up to 150 to 180 innings he's like no I want 180 to 200 um, yeah. that's a pretty major leap for a guy who hasn't had that much work in a, in a big league season um, but the track record you just have to look back a year ago everybody wondered if Seth Lugo could could work a ton of innings because he hadn't yeah. really done that in his career at least recently and and he handled it fine um you know, I'm always torn personally. I don't know what you guys think, but I think, you know, not to go old guy yelling at clouds, get off my lawn, but you hear all the old <laughs> stories of Bob, Bob Feller throwing double, double headers and throwing like 140 pitches, you know, across just, you know, I wonder if there are times in this day and age where there are, people are almost too careful with some pitchers. I understand you have to be careful, but if you got a guy like Michael King who feels you know, if he's being honest about how he feels, having conversations with Ruben Niebla, and he really wants to up that workload to make sure guys behind him 
don't have to do that much and, you know, save the bullpen along the way. Um, I, I came away feeling more confident that Michael King can get more done this season. Bob Feller was a great pitcher, and you're right. I mean, those guys uh, threw a ton of innings, but you didn't have uh, $15 million investments in guys like Bob Feller, and I think that's no. one of the reasons why they're so careful. Bryce Miller is with us. Bryce, have, uh, while you've been chatting around, uh, have you had any uniform conversations with any of the Padre players? Uh, I'm just curious. I mean, maybe off the record, but I mean, do you think this is something? This has been one of the bigger stories of spring training, whether it, it makes sense or not. We've got to get everybody looking right before opening day. Yeah, I, I haven't really talked to anybody about it, but they, at the point I was still there, I'm, I'm back in San Diego now, but at the point I was there, they didn't have those uniform pants yet. Um, that that turns baseball into a burlesque show or what or worse um, but you can't but you but you can't imagine with the outcry and some players Trey Turner you've heard different guys being very public and vocal about it I can't imagine they're going to go all the way through the season and not address this somehow I mean you can't I don't care what the business relationship is you can't be embarrassing players in that way putting them I mean, is there an HR department in Major League Baseball? What if they told you guys to wear those pants to do radio and I had to wear them coming out to, to events? I mean, who would force that on an employee? So you, you almost, you got to think something's going to happen. I hope yeah, so. No, there's no doubt about it. I, I, I think this is turning into a, a nightmare that they don't want to to continue because it's right. going to continue to be the the copy of a conversation if they don't uh, get this uh, change. Yeah. Bryce, as always, man, appreciate you coming on, checking in with us. Sure. Uh, we'll do it again here soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Funny guys. today, Bryce. Thank you. Bryce Miller was comedy, and uh, we appreciate him joining us. He's got, He's a really good columnist and even a better guy from the San Diego Union Tribune. All right, we're updating a couple scores here. Scraby and I are sweating this uh, North Carolina-Miami game out. I we, like it. We picked on opposite sides of our daily gambit wager. North Carolina favored by 14. Miami has cut the lead to seven, Scraby. I don't like it. Three minutes to go. Kansas State leads West Virginia by seven, also late in the second half. Um, that's pretty much all you need to know. There's a couple of NBA games ongoing here, but... Nothing uh, too uh, too interesting. What about the uh, Sixers and the Celtics? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that one's uh, still scoreless. Okay. They don't they don't All play right. until tomorrow, okay. so I messed that one up. But hey, tune in tomorrow to see what mistakes are made. There will be plenty for you to enjoy. We'll get underway at two o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Tony Gwynn Jr. in Peoria, Crisello, Matt Scraby in San Diego. And Matt Scraby's Chronicles are next. Stick around. It should be a wild night ahead. A hoot. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest.